What's up, y'all? It's the world famous Ben Lopez. Right here. Hey, you're now listening to the Sounds of the Scramble Life Podcast. Are you ready? Hell yeah. All right, here we go. Here. What's up, people? Welcome back for another edition of the Scramble Life Podcast. It's your boy G, and you got L Scratch on the other line. What's up, L? Yeah, what's going on, peoples? Man, ain't nothing going on over here, man. Same old, same old. Just sitting mm-hmm. here on a Sunday after a long week. Um, we about to get into a whole bunch of stuff that's going on within the world that we live in. Uh, right. Yeah, it was a lot going on this week. So weed is legal in New York State, finally. So, yeah, that's a beautiful thing for most people. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, so people are doing anything, they doing anything with that. So, with that being legalized, uh, it's a lot to come with it. Uh, so, it's recreational marijuana, and it's going to be legal in New York State. So what does the legalization mean for New York State people? So basically, New Yorkers are now allowed to possess up to three ounces of cannabis for recreational use or 24 grams of concentrated cannabis, such as oils derived from a cannabis plant. So people who are 21 years old are allowed to smoke, ingest, or consume cannabis products. Uh, then they also give them the other things to meet the same age requirement, pretty much like cigarettes and whatnot. So at home, people, right. they'll be permitted to store up to five pounds of weed. Uh, but they will have to take responsible steps uh, to make sure it's stored in a secure place. So that's that right there pretty much. And then there are also penalties and whatnot, ranging from a simple violation to a felony for possessing more than the permitted amount of cannabis and for selling a drug without a license. So you people that think mm-hmm. you, you still can have your wee houses and not have license and whatnot, you still got to get that taken care of. But uh, that's right, you know. So that's that's that right there, and it goes deeper into uh, where it's allowed. And like I said, a lot of these laws follow the same laws for the most part of cigarettes. So you know, you can't go to a hotel and be blazing. Uh, you know, right. smoke free areas. You can't be just, <laughs> just lighting up. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. you still got to be careful with it. So. You know, you could buy it at dispensaries. So I guess it's going to be dispensaries in these cities all over. Just like I was Seattle. I was there when that first went down in 2013, I think that was. And you just, mm. yeah, this play was places on every corner, just like Rite Aids and CVS stores and Walgreens. And you could go in there and get your. And that was in 2013? You said 2013? Yeah, I, I was there when they, when they signed the bill or whatever. And it went into effect in Seattle. And that was in 2013. Y'all could look that up. But that was interesting. Mm. And I guess the same shit's going to go down right here. So you're going to see weed spots everywhere with overpriced weed. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's Uh that. And then, uh, you know, also with that, you know, if you had a medical marijuana card or whatever, that still exists. But they're going to make some changes to a lot of different rules and and laws that were put in place for the other weed thing where you had to have the card and all that good stuff. So that's an interesting subject, y'all. So you need to keep up on that one. Uh, yes. Other than that, we had the George Floyd trial start this week, and uh, I, I watched it a little bit. I couldn't watch too much of that shit, man. Did you check any of it out? Yeah, I actually earlier today was watching the uh, the uh, black woman in the convenience store that sold them the cigarettes, and okay. and uh, 
got to got to understand that it was based off of him notifying his manager of a, of a bill he suspected to be counterfeit. It's kind of like what put a lot of things in motion, you know? Really? Yeah, but like you said, I haven't been watching all the clips, but mm-hmm. I, I, I'm tuning in because I'm checking in. I'm, I want to see what's going on. I know they was up there grilling this one girl. I think she was an EMT worker. Okay, I, I don't know if you got a chance to see I, that. I saw her, and then I read people comments about her being like the dumbest one up there, or some shit like that. What was she saying? Well, Judge had to, she was she seemed just a little uh, combative, almost argumentative, mm-hmm. you know, with the attorneys. Like if the attorney asks you a question, you're supposed to answer that question. But she's providing additional information, and she's kind of you know answering a question with a question. Mm-hmm. So at the uh, kind of like towards the tail end of it, the judge told her like, "Look, listen." This is what you're going to do because right now you're going against the attorney question and you're going against the court. Mm-hmm. You, you got to stop doing that. And even towards the judge, he had a little, like a little, just a little funkiness to it. You know what I mean? It right. was like, it's like, wow, what are, what's going on? Like, come on. You're supposed to be a professional. You up there sitting in the uniform, answer yes, no, and move along. What's like, what's the issue here? And she so she but, was just know. a fucking idiot then. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Something was going on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Something was going on, you know. Yeah. But uh, I'm trying to tune into it, G, because I just want to keep my ear to the street. And, right. and we know how this system is. I mean, you know, but um, just from the video and things, I mean, I know we, we're not getting too deep into the George Floyd thing. But um, the brother looked like he was just on his normal day, man. I mean, he was in the store, Boston. And it always, how ironic, once again, it's going around a pack of cigarettes. Now, we all know another brother here in Staten Island was also choked out yeah. because they felt as though he was selling cigarettes out there on the street in front of a store. So it's just, what a coincidence, we back to the same pack of cigarette situation. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. You no. Know? You know, we'll see what happens with this one, so keep your eye on that this week, and, you know, we'll see what happens with that whole case. In other news, uh, mm-hmm. old boy was out there in Washington, D.C., he took the car and basically ran it into what? Into the try to ram into the White House or something like that through the gate, security yeah. gate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that went down, mm-hmm. but about three days ago now. Let's talk about that right quick. And I, I didn't, yeah. I didn't care for what how they presented it, but basically they were saying the guy was a member or a follower of the Nation of Islam, and uh, right. you know. He really wasn't a member, though. Because, I mean, if you look at no. the pictures, you know, the brother had braids or dreads and he had hair on his chin. Now, we know FOI, which is the fruit of Islam, that's the men of the nation of Islam. They're not permitted to have facial hair unless you got a condition or something like that, then you might have it. But you're not permitted Correct. to have that, and you're not going to have no loose necktie around your neck with your suit either. So he's not no. even associated with them. But, yeah, he tried to run up in there. I'm reading the headline right now. It says, Brother Noah X's family claims, quote, Football injuries triggered mental illness. Hmm. Mm. They said he suffered delusions. Deadly breach uh, could delay decision about capital fencing. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's still ongoing here in that investigation why he did that. So, yeah, that, he's definitely not in the nation of Islam. Don't they need to stop that shit. <laughs> you know how they try to spin it. I don't try to spin it, man. The fear kind of sitting there now. How are they gonna try to pull me into this? <laughs> into this? You know, <laughs> real. We've seen that brother. <laughs> he <laughs> came to the meeting. 
But he, mm-hmm. what he did, you don't mention us. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, you scared to death, Negroes. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, you know, that that's going on, man. And, you know, we're going to follow that one, too, and see what's up with that. But just saying, everybody listening to the show probably don't even care what we're about to talk about. But I think they're about to start making DJs pay to play music. I think that's gonna go down, man. What make you think that, Dochi? That night, like, what make? Cause you know, you being a DJ, seeing how this thing is all coming, how it's so easy to be a DJ now. It's really easy before you used to have to have some type of skills and know how of electronics and you know what plugs into what and how things work and shop for needles. It was real a little more technical than what it is now. You could basically buy an application and have a laptop, pretty much, some speakers. And you know, play music. Yeah, I wouldn't say DJ. I would say play music. Yeah, yeah. I say they're gonna do that because you know, of course, the ways of making money with music now ain't the way they used to be. So I think they're gonna start charging these DJs some type of licensing fee to play this shit in clubs where you gotta pay. <laughs> I'm serious, man. I think it's gonna happen. Think about that it. It's so crazy. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. We ain't going to talk about it too much because I don't want to bore nobody with DJ talk. So we got through that. We got through that. Uh, DMX is in the hospital. Get well, DMX. You know what I'm saying? Yes, uh, get well, brother. He was uh, put in the hospital. They said it was after a drug overdose or something like that Friday evening. Uh, it was several different stories out there on what really happened and, you know, whether he's in a vegetative state or whatever, but he's in the hospital. So get well, DMX. You got any DMX stories? <laughs> Uh, me? No, I really don't, honestly. I don't have any DMX stories. Yeah. You know, if I did, they'd probably be a real, real wild one. Yeah, I ain't got no wild ones. Um, <laughs> I know he was over in my hood I grew up in one day, and I'll just say, I was walking somewhere, walking in a place, and he was walking out. I didn't know it was him. And dude was like, yo, did you see who that was? I'm like, no, nah. it was just, to me, it was like two big dudes and a short dude just walking out. And yeah, he was walking out, and I was walking in, and that's the end of that story. And then other than that, I mean, I, I did some engineering for a DJ when it was just road DJ when he was doing stuff here back in the day. That's probably when he got arrested or some shit here back in the day. That same week or day or something like that. And then uh, I got some tracks here for his label. Oh yeah, yeah, because he was doing he well, he was here a lot. He was in jail and all stuff like that, and he got a kid here. But I got some tracks here that never came out. Uh, he had a group that he was going to okay. put out, and he had his own label, and he had about three or four artists. But uh, that never oh, okay. materialized, but I, I got some tracks here somewhere, just on CD and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's that right there. So, um, that's pretty much that in the regular news. We're going to talk about something else. Though. What's going on? I didn't say y'all could hear playing that DMX. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, he was growling, but his growl was kind of low. I was trying to get the growl part going. I got you. I got you. So, you know? yeah, we're going we gonna to talk about something else right quick. We're gonna talk Let's about, do it. We're going to talk about Mika here. So, there won't be a need for recording artists in a minute because they're doing a whole different thing that's virtual pretty much with the uh, 
with robots and all things like that for, for artists. So basically, if the record labels could get the artists out of the way and run this whole program right here, like what the Mika thing is doing and the money it's making, then it will change the whole game. So basically, uh, rapper FN Mika is certainly a product of, the, of his times. He drives a gold-plated Rolls Royce, a Gucci-printed Tesla truck, and a slime green Lamborghini. On TikTok, where he has racked up 9 million followers, he smirks as he sits between a woman's legs and his hand-fed grapes off a vine as a stack of $100 bills are thrown over him. F.N. Mika seems to follow the modest operandi of the outrageous young musicians attempting to break into the music scene. The flashier, the better. So the only difference is that F.N. Mika isn't technically real. Rather, he's a self-proclaimed first artificial intelligence robot rapper <laughs> now he's already released a handful of semi-successful songs most recently speed demon previously internet uh was the other song and his most popular song to date is moon walking which is reminiscent of takashi 69's amped up scream rap style so the gorillas da, 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 and the virtual artist uh doesn't just make music he also sells non-fungible tokens nfts recently unloading a lamborghini styled porta potty nft to dutch dj don diablo for sixty five hundred dollars fm mika is part of an emerging trend of virtual influencers in terms of a business model he can best be compared to michaelo was that michaelo michaela sosa a popular computer generated image instagram influencer who uh, partnered with brands such as Mini, landing covers on magazines, attended fashion weeks, and also dipped their toes in the music waters. Uh, it goes on to say a whole bunch of other shit about this whole virtual thing and how it's a reality and all the different associations it has with things that are out there and pop media and shit like that. So what's your thoughts on that, man? Uh, artificial has always been something that's come up you know, just gearing up into the 2000s, as we know, you know, being being from the era prior to the 2000s and this whole computer internet world. But um, it's going to be something for the kids. I think real lovers of good music are always going to want to see the artists. They're always going to want to, you know, maybe, um, you know, have something that is relatively real from the artists. And, and just from what you're telling me, this is all, it's fake. It's just, I mean, it's probably going to have a, a little, section of the market for it or maybe a major section of the market for it but uh hopefully people that really enjoy good music you know won't die out and become extinct and um yeah. it won't just be about the profit that these corporations are looking to get and uh obtain but i mean yeah just in movies we've been seeing over the years it's always seeming like this robotic world is is upon us and it's it's being proven every day bit by bit so they're letting yeah. us see you know some of it, but I'm I'm pretty sure they're way more advanced than these laboratories and these scientifically experiments where they have things that they ain't even bring to the public eye yet. But I know it's in there. They they, right. they formulate it, still constructing it. Yeah. You know? Yep. 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 So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But I think that's gonna eventually be a big thing. So that's something else to keep your eye on. You know what? Keeping your eye on some other shit in the tech world and all that and whatnot. Facebook. Right. A lot of people not even talking about this or making big noise on it in the media too much, but Facebook had a data breach of more than 500 million accounts. So basically, mm. 
Yeah, man, a lot of people ain't talking about this. So details from more than 500 million Facebook users have been found available on a website for hackers. Uh, the information appears to be several years old, but it is another example of the vast amount of information collected by Facebook and other social media sites and their limits to how secure the information is. So the availability of the data uh, was first reported by Business Insider, according to that publication. It has information from 106 countries, including phone numbers, Facebook IDs, full names, locations, birth dates, and email addresses. Uh, Facebook has been grappling with the data security issues for years. In 2018, the social media giant disabled a feature that allows users to search for one another via phone number following revelations that the political firm Cambridge Analytica had accessed more information up to 87 million Facebook users without their knowledge or consent. And it mm -hmm. goes into a whole bunch of other bullshit. So once again, y'all be careful with that Facebook shit. Man, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's just too much. That's exposure, man. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, all of our shit is out there now anyway, but, you know. I know. You just got to. Attempt to be <laughs> attempt to be careful with that shit. Just you know, just try to attempt to be careful with it. So, on that note, uh, what we're gonna do is get into another segment of. Here's what you need. What you need. What you need. Come on. What you need, what you need. Uh-huh. Yeah. What you need, tell them, G. Take them to the bridge. It's what you need, yeah. Woo! Boom. Still ain't got the boom. Still ain't got the boom. Boom. We gotta get that boom. <laughs> gotta get the boom. So we got a double header this week. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. So we got Carrie Witt. She's an ex Alabama teacher and she's accused of sex with students with an S on the end. She pleads guilty. All right. Oh, she pleaded guilty. She pleaded oh, guilty. So you see her right there in the picture. And she looked like, you know. She might be sexually deprived by her husband of some sort, or she might be a bitch, too. She looked like she could be evil. But Carrie Cabri Witt was arrested in March 2017 for allegedly having sex with two male students. Okay, and that's according to the Morgan County Sheriff's Office. A former Alabama high school teacher accused of having sex with two teen students reportedly pleaded guilty this week. Years after... She argued that she had a constitutional right to sleep with them. So she's one of them. So <laughs> she probably got her law books and it's like, okay, you know what? If I somebody or whatever said, okay, I can do this and I'm going to be cool. So now she's pleaded guilty right. to it some years later. So Kiri Cabri Witt, W-I-T-T, -T, 47 years old, who taught history, psychology, and social studies and coached girls golf and junior varsity chair at Decatur High School. Okay, she was arrested in March 2017 for allegedly having sex with two male students. As I said, one of the two students was 17 when the relationship started, and the other was 18, according to reports. Witt appeared in Morgan County Court on Monday, entering a 
guilty plea to one count of a school employee engaging in a sex act with a student under the age of 19, uh, the Decatur Daily reported. A second count was dismissed by prosecutors. So the ex-teacher's trial was set to begin Monday, but she entered a blind plea without an agreement on a sentence with the district's attorney office, according to a report. The sentencing hearing was held or scheduled for July 1st by uh, the court system out there and the judge, Jennifer Howe, uh, who's hearing the case. Uh, Whit must be registered as a sex offender, once again. And now for this state, this is in Texas, right? So she could face up to 20 years behind bars no. for the Class B felony. All right, 20 years behind Biden. This is she, this is years later. So I, I wonder why did she come forward years later? I don't know. That's what I mean. That yeah. seems pretty weird. It's been about four, almost five years now. So, yeah, back in 2017, uh, now retired Morgan County Circuit Judge Glenn Thompson ruled that a state law created in 2010 that prohibits school employees from having sex with students under 19 uh, was unconstitutional as it applies to Witt and uh, David Solomon, a former aide at Falkville High, uh, who was accused of having sex with a 17-year-old female student. Okay, let's see. She insisted yeah. at the time. Now, Witt insisted at the time that she was only being prosecuted for a consensual relationship. The age of consent in Alabama, uh -huh. the age of consent in Alabama is 16 because she worked at a school. She argued that the prosecution violated her 14th Amendment right to privacy and uh, equal protection, according to a news station down there. So the state appealed the judge's ruling. A short time later, an Alabama Court of Criminal Appeals reversed it and ordered that the charges be reinstated against Witt, the station reported. All right. So that's the skinny on that. And uh, it goes into some other things. Uh, Witt did not negotiate a sentence. And her blind blind plea allows prosecutors to argue what we think a proper sentence should be. District Attorney Scott Anderson told uh, the outlet. Uh, so that's basically that. And in this case, we believe that prison time is more than appropriate. <laughs> uh, so wow. that's that's the long one on that one. So yeah, that's that's what's her face right there, Carrie Witt. Now I thought I said Texas. This is Alabama. That's Alabama. Alabama. She, she probably got a country accent, too. Probably most likely. Yeah, so that's that one right there. So we got another teacher sex situation right here, and this time we go out to the beautiful state of California uh, to the Bay Area. So you got a Bay Area teacher pleads guilty to sexual assault charges. So basically, I have no idea how many students he had access to and what his mm. interactions with those students have been like. A Bay Area school teacher is behind bars after pleading guilty to sexual assault charges this week. Uh, his victim is one of his former students who was, a, who was brave enough to come forward and speak with KRON4's Michelle Kingston on Friday. So this was this past Friday. So Ray Ingesser was in his late 40s when he began sending messages online to one of his biology students at the Athenian School, a private school in Danville. All right. Mm. So private said, school. The private that school. That's private crazy, school. right? So it says here, quote, he sort of set it up from the beginning as like, oh, I'm breaking the rules by talking to you. That's what he said. So that student who didn't want to show her face was just 16 years old at the time. And then the next quote says, 
But as things kind of progressed, I sort of turned more and more inward and felt more ashamed. Quote. All right. She describes having what she calls an icky feeling during their time together. And she ended the relationship a few months into her college career. Wow. So they this went from high school to college. So it says here, uh, I felt like I was, I was in control and I felt like I could turn back anytime I wanted to until I realized I couldn't. Uh, she reported him to police who immediately began the investigation, which eventually led to him pleading guilty in court this week. Uh, his victim says even though he got 45 days of jail time and is now a registered sex offender, that wasn't the reason why she came forward. I still don't know exactly uh, everything uh, he may or may not have done, but that was generally me aiming uh, in doing this and uh, some other bullshit. So the head of the Athenian school released a statement, and you know, that's the same thing they always say. So that's pretty much that, and that's teacher sex for this week. So, yeah, that one right there, that was in uh, California once again, Bay Area. Yep. Bay Area, Bay Area. Bay Area, Danville. So it was some a bunch of other stuff that happened this week, too. And, you know, I just chose not to get into it, but it was a bunch of other cases. But those are the main two right there for the week with teacher wow. sex. So, yeah, you know. Can I read quickly to the people just something that, was posted by the American Psychological Association in regards to the prevalence and prevention of romantic and sexual relationships between high school students and educators. Mm -hmm. Now, using international statistics, up to 17% of boys and up to 33.8% of girls are victims of child sexual abuse, mm -hmm. making this a global concern. So, that's just globally what's going on. And obviously, gee, me and you, we only touching upon what's happening here within the states. But this this is something where, you know, we got to protect these children, man. Yeah, you know, here's the situation. You got to protect them, man. They, the, the parents sent this child to a private school. Right. Not that that's going to make it any better or worse. I'm just saying. But usually the intention or the assumption when you go to private school is more like, okay, I could avoid all of the drama. And that's not that's not necessarily the case, man. So, yeah. gotta teach these babies and, and, and let them know, like you know, speak up. Somebody to you know touching you or even looking at you or you know, let me know. Talk to me. You talk to anybody. That's right. But they might be scared to go to the parents. But go to go to uh, go to Uncle John. Well, don't go to Uncle Johnny because he might be. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But go, <laughs> go to you know, go to a guidance counselor. Go to somebody. You know, get these kids out there, man. Because then that becomes a mental issue that they may carry with them along their whole path the rest of their life, man. That's right. That's right. So yeah, listen to L on that one. And yeah, if you going through something like that, or your kid might be coming home looking worked after school or after lunch or whatever, just, yeah, just keep an eye on them teachers and, and what's going on in the school system. So that's the mm -hmm. end of our teacher sex segment for this week. Uh, we'll have plenty more of those coming over the next couple of weeks, possibly years. And um, that's that. So we're going to get to the next segment of the show, y'all.
Back again with another week of nightclub violence right here on the Scramble Life Podcast. So, this week we'll take you to the beautiful city of Youngstown, Ohio. Youngstown. Youngstown is one of those towns. So this is all according to WIOIO News out there in Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, an early Saturday morning shooting at a nightclub in Youngstown has left a 27-year-old man dead and two others injured, according to 19 News affiliate uh, WKBN. So the shooting occurred around 1.30 a.m. They always happen around 1.30 a.m. At Utopia, a LGBTQI plus nightclub on the 800 block of East Midlothian Boulevard, uh, said the news station. So the injured were victims. Uh, the injured victims are a 20-year-old man and a 21-year-old woman. Uh, police say they're unsure about their conditions. The identity of the deceased has not been released. So that happened near, uh, let's see, police are not <laughs> sure if more than one person fired a gun inside the club. Uh, inside? Hey. Yeah, 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 inside the club. Yeah, so that's that. Uh, WKBN reports that the police arrived at the club amid the shooting, but police were not fired upon and did not fire their weapons. Uh, police continue investigating the shooting and are working to learn if more people were injured. A Ghetto Boy Welcome Home Tour concert featuring Detroit area rapper Peasy was scheduled Friday night at the at the Utopia Club, according to EvenBright.com and WKBN. And uh, that's pretty much the gist of that story. So if you got any information on that, then you know they got all the information here on the on the site and whatnot. Let, let me is, is 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 this specifically a, a club that caters towards those type of folks? You know or what? This... I, I looked I looked it up. Well, I really didn't look the club up. I should have looked the club okay. up, but I looked up the artist first because I was I wanted to see more so than finding out what kind of club it was. I was more interested yeah. in learning about this rapper with the Ghetto Boy Welcome Home Tour and see what what that shit was about. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, looked, face, I don't know, bro. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. So I looked it up and I looked him up and I mean he he didn't seem like you know he was that type of artist. Okay. So I don't know. Them niggas like this is the only building that's gonna let us do this and, right. and this is what happened and they got in there. I don't know, but you know they saying it was one of those type of bars and old boy was in there rapping with the Ghetto Boy Welcome Home Tour. And mm. the rapper name now, is Peasy. What's up? Excuse my ignorance, but uh, can you let me and some of the listeners know who might not be aware of what LGBTQIA plus <laughs> square root minus divisions with square root uh, pi? What, what what does that mean, bro? Let's see if we can get it right. I ain't looking shit up either. <laughs> Lesbian, <laughs> gay, okay. bi... Transsexual quantization? No, queer. I don't know. I is. I don't. I don't. I don't see. They lost me. I don't know. Well, let me let you know what it is. Not that I know. I had to look it up. <laughs> Can you let me clear that's that up? That's a lot. That's it a is. Lot. You right though. It is lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, mm-hmm. questioning one's sexual or gender identity, and then intersex. And asexual, aromantic, a gender. Wow. Man, that's a lot. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. 
Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. So, yeah, Utopia Nightclub out there in the 800 block of East Midlothian Boulevard. And that's where it all went down with your boy Peasy, who I never even heard of. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. But so that that's that story right there on that one. But in addition to that one, I mean, it was so many other stories with shooting going on. I'm just going to give you the headlines. It was one in particular that we missed last Sunday, but it was in Cleveland, once again, in the state of Ohio. And they were shooting in that joint so bad this girl was recording herself with her phone for like, you know, IG or some shit. And them bullets start flying, man. All you saw was like plaster. The bullets hit the yeah. wall and they popping, falling on her head and they still taping. I'm like, damn. So, yeah, that was out in Cleveland. Let's see who else we got here. Seven wounded in Quincy nightclub shooting Saturday. Uh, this was last night or this morning. A uh, patron scrambled for safety, so GCSO responded to a call that was uh, shooting at the Club Vibes, also known as the Platinum Nightclub on Pat Thomas Parkway. So they were shooting out there, and this was in Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, it's another nightclub shooting. Okay, that was in Youngstown. We covered that one. Two arrested after shooting outside Waterloo Nightclub. Yes, they shoot guns out in Iowa, too, at the clubs. So two men have been arrested after a shooting outside a nightclub in Waterloo early Saturday morning. So that was uh, shit. I don't know. That must have been, I don't know, know, Friday morning or some shit. Friday night, something like that. Uh, The Alabama police charged two in an Alabama nightclub shooting that injured five. And this was uh, right outside Tuscaloosa, Alabama. So that one there, and the Cleveland one I mentioned, and that was a shooting at a club out there in Cleveland. Six people wounded in a shooting at a Mississippi nightclub over the weekend. That was a couple of days ago. Mm. And then uh, the one in Dallas, that was a couple of weeks ago. We covered that one, one day at five. One. So, yeah, you go into these clubs. Uh, y'all need to be careful out there. So now, G, let me ask so, you your professional opinion. With all this nightclub violence, Make love would you attribute that? Would you attribute that to rap music and the culture of hip hop? <laughs> <laughs> Remember when they used to do that? They used to put it all on us. I know, I know, but you know what? I will admit. I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to sit here and play the game. I'm going to say it. Some songs, and it's, that started in the '90s, mid '90s in particular. I want to say where some songs you play them, and the crowd would just go crazy. And then and, and as the music progressed and the, the lyrics got more ignorant over the years, especially uh, post-2005, you know, this is what we got. I mean, like I said, it, it's been times where people have written letters to the nightclubs and tell them don't play certain songs or don't play these songs. You're getting us all getting people killed and this, that, and the other. But, the, you know, right, club owners right. and bar owners got to do what they got to do to get that money off that, you know, 21 to whatever age group, 21 to 30 or whatever. So... Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I blame the music a lot of times, and then you know, you playing that shit, you drawing that crowd. <clears throat> People bring their fights there, they bring their family problems there, their relationship problems there, and they settle That's that right. shit. They listen to that shit, they getting drunk and they getting gassed up. Fuck a nigga, kill a nigga, fuck a bitch, just that and the other. You ain't getting over on me. You, hear, you hearing all this shit, and you drunk as shit, you ignorant as shit anyway. Half of you ain't got no father. You know what I mean? So. All that, all them, comp, all them compiled psychological things and the ball, man, and this is what you get. All these fucking shootings. Influence. Yeah, influence and In, shooting. Indirect influence. Indirect influence. Oh, man, it's crazy, man. Like I say, I, you know, I, I love my hip-hop, but, um, yeah, that, that shit, mm-hmm. man. 
I mean, I, I listen now still, but I don't listen like I used to. Especially mm. to a lot of new you know shit. Go ahead. Yeah. Now, I was going to say you're right because I remember a few weeks back you had read something about an article where the DJ had played a certain record. Mm. And this was in a restaurant setting. And the females had got up and started twerking. They started twerking, yeah. So the, the, so the music does influence that crowd. That energy that you put out there with those vibrations through the speakers does something to the people. I, I believe what you're saying is right. Yeah, yeah, it does a lot. It does a lot. So, yeah, you go to these clubs, be careful because, I mean, it's, it's not going to stop. It's been going on shooting after shooting, you know, every weekend. Yeah, all right, Pete, so, to all those who lost their life. Oh, man. yeah. All right, Pete, to the people that lost their life out there, man. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Supposed yeah. to go out and have fun, not get killed. That's right. So what we're going to do right quick is we're going to take a little musical break and we'll be right back. Southern president. 
the name of the album is Being Real Cost Nothing. So that's a dope album. Go check that out. That came out last year, 2020. And uh, Once again, that's Too Deep to Southern President. So, yeah, we had to get that out there right quick and play that. <clears throat> Some dope shit, man. So what's been going on with your music stuff? Ain't nothing, you know, just grinding, working it hard. I see you dropped another video. You know? Yeah. Uh, New York City Memoirs, yes, Friday. That was uh, that was just another uh, you know, little quick tidbit okay. of the New York City thing that people like to hear from me. All right. Um, what I'm doing, G, you know, I'm just putting it some some things. I'm having fun, really. That first and foremost. Good. So it ain't no industry thing. It ain't no. I'm just having fun, doing what I feel like doing. Ain't got to an answer to no nobody. Right. So you know, I'm doing. I'm doing what feels, what, how I feel at that moment. That's what I'm going to goddamn it do. Right. Just period like that. That's all. So, yeah, that's just another one. And um, I got some stuff lined up for next week. I'm, you know, every week I'm trying to just, you know, put something out there because I know eventually, you know, once everybody take their vaccination, excluding me, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be, I'm going to be, uh, you know, my plans is to move around a little bit, you know, right. because I know outside of this country, people truly deeply appreciate, you know, music in all shapes and forms, right. you know, right. e- e- even a lot of the ignorant shit that they've been getting or what they call ignorant shit that, you know, they've been getting It's like, you know, they just love music that comes from America and specifically, you know, urban uh, youth of America. So right. I think that, uh, you know, if I, if I get enough, um, you know, catalog up i'm pretty sure i'll be able to be out there moving around a little bit like i always wanted to do and that that's that's my intention All you know right. and for those that don't know you can find l's music on youtube you can look up l scratch and that's scratch spelled with a k so it's s-k-r-a-t-c-h uh and you can find him on youtube at l scratch and y'all you got a website too where you sell your music and merch and all that stuff too right correct yes indeed l scratch.com lscratch.com there you go so go support L L has a dope ass logo too and he uses that on his hats and shirts and you know everything he got L scratch everything so go over there support get the mp3 um, hopefully soon you'll also be able to get this stuff on Bandcamp uh, which is another viable source out there so be on the lookout for L stuff right there yeah so yeah yeah that's that man Um, that's it we ain't got much to talk about this week uh, ain't too much shit going on. Media bag, right? What's the about, about, about anything in your media bag? Oh, the media bag, the media bag. I forgot all about that. Yeah, you know what? I finally started watching. Was the mm-hmm. Bobby the Bobby Brown story? So okay. I got through the first part, and it was very good, very well put together. I mean, some of the actors, of course, they didn't look like the people they were playing, like Janet Jackson. I mean, she was fine, but she didn't look like Janet Jackson. She looked more like Sierra. But But she's doing a good job, nonetheless. She's doing a good job. She did a good job. Now, I think that was part of the movie where a lot of people criticized that part and wondered if it really went down or whatnot. But it was a good movie, and I guess I'm going to watch part two today or maybe sometime during the upcoming week. And that's been my media bag so far. 
What's that playing on? Where can we find that? Where can we catch that up? <laughs> I can't tell you where I've seen it at. They ain't going to come knocking my doors down. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's, it's out there. Just go on Google okay. and put it in there. And, you know, that's that right there. And then I've also been summoned to read a book. And um, this book is called The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Uh, the mm. subtitle was Follow Them and People Will Follow You. And the forward by, is by Stephen uh, R. Crovey. And this was written by John C. Maxwell. So, yeah, this is called The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And like I said, I'm reading it because I've been summoned to read it. But not to say I know everything, but a lot of this shit, man. I've, I have been through most of this shit here, you know. And I, like I say, yeah, you know about it. Yeah, like what I say with most of these books is they're good, but if you don't know the backstory of the motherfucker who, who like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're missing so much of the reality of things when you read some of these books. Like, you're getting this copy, but there's so much more to it that the person ain't saying. And I, you know, I'd be thinking too deep. Yeah. But yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so that's that. <laughs> you know, that's mm-hmm. that right there. But yeah, um, so yeah, that's my media bag. Anything in your media bag for the week? Uh, anything uh, in my media bag? I wouldn't say so. No, just that. Uh, I told you about the sea spiracy last week. I think. Yeah, and I got looked that up because I saw it somewhere online, and somebody was going more in depth. On what it's about, yeah. and yeah, I, I gotta check that one out. Sea spiracy. How's that spelled? S E A S P R S P I R A C Y. All right. All so right. they just took the con out and put C in front of it to actually, you know, see the ocean. Right. But uh, the other thing, did I tell you about the uh, the Billy Holiday story? No, nah, what's up? Did with we that? bring that up? Oh man, that that's a good one. I gotta finish watching it. It's not. I don't think it's called the Billy Holiday story. I gotta find out exactly what it is. But uh, I was watching it, and it was giving you. I think it's called Strange Fruit or Forbidden Fruit. I think that's what it is because what it's doing is it's delving into her personally deeper. What was going on with her, and and not so the music, but the fact that that particular song. Mm-hmm. created such a controversy and she was such a viable piece of the beginnings the beginnings of the civil rights movement with right. that song it's, it's really deep because you hear it is let's say for example just from the director's point of view we always see in her from the audience stands mm-hmm. now imagine I don't want to give too much away but imagine just like with NWA in certain places you know Luke and they you know you can't perform this record if you do we're going to arrest you Right. Same situation with her. So they give you the bird's eye view of her in front of the microphone, looking at the audience. But way in the back, you'll see a line of cracker cops. Mm-hmm. Okay? You'll see the cops. Wait, go ahead and sing that strange fruit. See what's going to happen. So that's just a little piece of it. I got to finish watching it, though. Okay. All right. So, yeah, you know? be on the lookout for that movie. And, uh, you know, just... Once again, you get on on Google and search it, and you probably can find it out there somewhere. So on that note, we're going to end this week's show. This has been the Scramble Life Podcast, episode 21. Uh, once again, Uno. we're available on all streaming platforms, and that includes Stitcher. We ain't on SoundCloud yet, but we're on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Uh, just this week, we're on Amazon now, so you can use your little Amazon machine to say, play the Scramble Life podcast, and it should come right up. Uh, Google Podcast. Uh, 
all the, everywhere else pretty much uh, Red Circle, Anchor, we, we should be there So that's the Scramble Life Podcast This is your boy G And this is L Scratch on the other mic And yeah. you know, we're going to end the show a little something like this Y'all, we out, peace Yeah But this shit I- But this shit I see This is real <laughs> Give up that money Don't shut down on the player You got to give a pass to a player yeah. The low down and I'm low key. I get you loose like the deuce, deuce, OZ. Niggas know me, cause know I'm a king like T. Make you run like D, MC like A, keep it real like B. From Cypress Hill, I might just fill your ass with the lead. Explode to the next episode, yeah. code red. Danger, exit, homicide. Word to homicide. mama, I'd save the drama slide. If you want your life to be short like two, cause what you gonna do when I come to jack you? Siren sound, double barrel shot, he let off. Peace.